Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is. The Dancing Mermaid. This story was written by me, and it's based on a story by Hans Christian Andersen. Here to read it to you, it is I, your storyteller Chip Cahoon, with additional voices from Erica Sanderson. This is part five, and boy, can this mermaid jive! If you missed everything before today, catch up at fablespodcast.co.uk. But if the story is with you, then let us continue. For the next few days, the mermaid and the land boy rested in their beds. The land boy tried talking to the mermaid and asked for her name, but because she couldn't answer, he didn't speak for very long, which was a great shame. Because I do so love to hear his voice, the mermaid said that last bit. Of course, <sighs> it's confusing without these drops, isn't it? The land boy always looked gloomy, except when one of two things happened: the mermaid danced, or Alice came into the room. Then came the day when some large, strong landmen in armour arrived, and with them some tall landmen in suits. Your Highness," one of the suited men said, "we are here to take you home." Your Highness, this land boy is a land prince. The mermaid gasped at the realization, then felt tears sting her eyes with the further realization that the land prince was about to leave. Wait," the land prince said, and he pointed to the mermaid. "I rescued this young lady from the beach." She had been washed ashore, alone and soaked like me. She's mute, so we have no way of knowing who she is or where she comes from. But she has kept my spirits high these last few days with her stunning dancing. Let's take her back to the palace too. Now all zillion goldfish circling inside the mermaid's chest were blowing bubbles and doing backflips. He wants me to live with him in his home. Surely we will be good friends, and he will share his soul with me. And so the mermaid went to live with the land prince in the palace. Because no one knew her name, everyone called her the dancing maid or just dancer. And though it always felt like her body was shattering into a million pieces with every step, hop, or skip, she danced for the land king and land queen, the land lords and land ladies, the land dukes and duchesses, and, of course, the land prince. She didn't mind. For almost a whole week, she would be alone. But every Friday, she danced in the ballroom for the delight of the royal family and their guests, and afterwards got to sit at the banquet table right next to the land prince. They would then chat long into the evening, or rather, he would chat. The mermaid could only listen, and though the land prince did share news of his latest adventures, there were three things he always said. First, he began every conversation by saying, "Oh, you're the dancing maid, aren't you? 
so he nearly forgot me, the mermaid said to herself. That must mean he hasn't shared his soul with me yet. Second, he always told her, Your dancing is so beautiful, so enchanting, so enamoring. I could watch you every day. I wish you would, the mermaid said to herself. If we saw each other every day, you'd be bound to share your soul with me. But lastly, after telling her the latest news, he always said, You know, seeing you reminds me of the girl who rescued me that time I washed onto the shore. Alice, that was her name, one of the helpers at the church hospital there. Ah, oh, I do so wish I could see Alice again. And the mermaid would have to sit and listen while the land prince remembered the land maid from the seashore. The problem is, the land prince always said, I'm a prince. The law says I must marry a princess. But I don't wish to marry a princess. I wish to marry Alice. The mermaid didn't know what marry meant. But she would always say to herself, I wish to marry you. That is, she wished to marry the land prince. She didn't wish to marry you. She didn't know you well enough. Ah, this would be so much simpler if she could have those drops around her words again. Years went by, and every week was the same, until the year the land prince turned sixteen. That year, the mermaid wasn't allowed to sit next to the land prince for dinner anymore. From then on, he always sat next to a visiting princess. But he would still find the mermaid at the end of the dinner and say, You're the dancing maid, aren't you? I just wanted to tell you, your dancing is so beautiful, so enchanting, so enamoring. I could watch you every day. You know, seeing you reminds me of Alice, a girl I once met at the church hospital. And then came the mermaid's darkest moment. It was a Friday, so she tiptoed speedily from her bedroom to the ballroom. Every light step felt like stomping on broken glass. As soon as she arrived on the dance floor, the orchestra began to play, and she whirled and whizzed and waltzed like never before. But the land prince wasn't watching. For the first time ever, he didn't watch her dance. Because the pain in her feet was so immense, the mermaid had to concentrate completely on her dance. Eventually, she collapsed in a chair, and everyone around the hall vigorously clapped and shouted, Bravo! Only then was she able to see what the land prince was looking at, and those zillion goldfish circling her chest suddenly all sank at once to the bottom of her belly. There was Alice, the landmaid from the seashore. But she didn't look like a nurse anymore. She looked like a land princess. Throughout dinner, the mermaid tried desperately not to cry. But every time she looked up, she could see the land prince and Alice sitting next to each other and chatting, smiling, giggling. After dinner, though, the land prince still came over to her. The mermaid's eyes widened hopefully. You're the dancing maid, aren't you? 
the land prince said. I just wanted to tell you, your dancing is so beautiful, so enchanting, so enamoring. Princess Alice and I agree, we could watch you every day. I'm going to marry her, you know. I first met Princess Alice at the church hospital by the sea. She was pretending to be a nurse then, to learn a little of what it's like to be an ordinary girl like you. It's funny, I did something similar once. I pretended to be a sailor to learn what it's like to be an ordinary boy. But my ship was wrecked in a storm, and that's actually how I ended up at Alice's hospital. Actually, you ended up there because I took you there, the mermaid said. But without those drops, no one could hear her. The land prince suddenly took her hand, and the mermaid got so elated that it felt like those zillion goldfish would shoot up from her belly and out the top of her head. Please, the land prince asked her, will you dance at our wedding? That was part five of The Dancing Mermaid. To find out how the young mermaid reacts to learning that the prince intends to marry the Princess Alice, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast for tomorrow's episode. And if you're enjoying the story so far, please could you do a little thing for me? All I'd like you to do is talk to a friend about this podcast so you can share the young mermaid's story with them. And if that friend has never heard of our podcast before... Even better, tell them to search for Fables and Fairy Tales in any podcast player. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon.